Now, education activist Hendrik Makaneta has called on the ANC to reflect on the broader challenges faced by township and rural schools and to take a resolution to prioritize school safety as a matter of urgency. In a statement, Makaneta says, although private schools seem to be doing fine on safety, it's clear that public schools still have a long way to go in addressing the issue of safety. We are joined by Hendrik Makaneta this afternoon. Hendrik, good afternoon. Welcome to Radio Islam International. Good afternoon, Anissa, and uh, to the listeners as well. Thank you for making time to be with us. And this is such a pertinent um, topic, and I can understand why you would think, you know, this is pertinent, why you've brought it up. Um, Why do you feel that the ANC, to let our listeners know how you feel about this, um, why do you think that the ANC does not prioritize our schools? And you're talking here about public schools, right? Definitely. Uh, it, it should be very clear at this point that we have lost quite a number of uh, teachers and learners within uh, school premises and also outside, just outside uh, school premises. If you look at the different uh, statistics that were reported, uh, we already lost uh, a deputy principal who was shot in Tembisa mm-hmm. uh, early this year. Uh, there's a teacher who was also shot and killed by a learner uh, in Northwest province. There are learners who have stabbed each other. A grade six learner was also stabbed. So there's quite a number of, uh, you know, uh, teachers and learners who, who died, unfortunately, the result of uh, learners within the terrain of education. And so what is becoming clearer is that government uh, on its own will not be able to resolve these issues. As we have seen, uh, that they continue to happen despite the fact that we have a government, we have a Minister of Basic Education who has called a summit on safety. So the call to the ANC uh, is such that everyone now, there's a growing uh, you know, uh, consensus that uh, society has to be involved. And therefore, the ANC, as a leader of society, has to take some resolutions on how best can we address this issue of uh, school safety in our different schools, particularly those in uh, townships, like you have already said. So mm-hmm. we think that because the people who are elected at the ANC conference are in ultimately going to lead our government, and so they need to come up with a different approach on, 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 on addressing or in addressing the matter of safety in our schools. Mm-hmm. Now, when we look, you know, to your knowledge, which areas or provinces seem to be the worst hit by this lack of prioritization from the ANC? Well, uh, it, it appears that uh, Gauteng province is one of those uh, provinces where you find that uh, there are many, uh, you know, acts of uh, lawlessness uh, and indiscipline within the schools, uh, but also you know KZN as well uh, you know even in Western Cape you do find uh, you know some indiscipline but uh, in the main KZN as well as uh, Gauteng are, are the leading provinces uh, also in terms of vandalizing of schools uh, you will recall that in July 2021 more than 32 schools were vandalized in, in, in KZN alone yes and and, and so it appears that communities are not able to take ownership of our schools. They somehow leave this uh, issue of uh, safety 
to government uh, alone. That's okay. why we really need a, a leader of society. We have got uh, civil society organizations, but uh, of course we, there is no doubt that the biggest uh, leader of this uh, you know, civil society is the ANC, which is uh, the leading party in government. And that is why we are calling upon the ANC to do something drastic about this issue. Mm-hmm. Now, when we look at our schools, I mean, we've seen a lot of schools that have multiple um, issues that they're facing. One of them, I think the schools, particularly those in rural areas and some even within our townships, have pit latrines. Um, then you have the fact that many schools don't have the, the resources, and we're talking basic resources for their students. Now, the government has in some ways tried to you know, put um, in place there's also, as you said, civil society trying to do something about this. But what about the fact that a lot of the times, many of our students have vandalized the properties um, sometimes even parents are doing the same thing in order to get the attention of government or for other reasons as well. How do we then try to get um, you know, society to understand how the workings of government is that in order, if when they burn down a school or when they loot a school um, or damage the school in any way even if it's just textbooks that may get lost or stolen um, that they are in, pa- in fact impacting not just um, themselves on a, on, you know, as students being not having everything that they need for their um, education, but also the fact that it is their money because parents pay tax in order for the government to provide these items for schools. Definitely, I, I think that uh, you have correctly pointed out people who go on strike in communities and target schools. You know, schools uh, seem to be. A law, a school seems to be a law hanging fruit which uh, is targeted by members of the community. And I think to get them to come on board, it's becoming more and more difficult. Perhaps we need uh, special legislation which can protect uh, schools as well. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, the Portfolio Committee on Basic Education in Parliament should really also come on board and look at the possibility of. you know, sponsoring a bill that can make it uh, difficult for members of the community to, to you know, to vandalize our schools. Somehow, you recall that in 2010, government said that they were going to make education a an apex a priority. And mm-hmm. yes, indeed, if you look at the budget, yes, uh, the Department of Basic Education does get one uh, a big chunk of the a budget that is drafted from time to time by the National Treasury. But what is lacking is to protect all of these resources that are pumped into schools. Uh, even during this time, schools are closed. You will hear when we open in January that uh, there might be some of the schools that have been vandalized. So I think yes. uh, uh, this uh, ANC conference presented an opportunity for delegates to look at all of these matters with a view to find a way to ensure that uh, a conducive environment for learning is created so that our learners can be able to create a future for for themselves. Because once you vandalize a school, you are actually affecting that conducive environment for learning. How how will learners learn uh, during winter when, uh, when, when windows are broken in a classroom? Uh, yes. it, it will definitely impact uh, negatively on their ability to concentrate in their classroom. So 
we think that uh, we still have a long way to go, uh, but uh, the reality is that we cannot longer keep quiet and leave these issues unattended. At some point, we must have targets to say, perhaps by the end of 2030 or by 2030, we need to have safe schools which uh, are not vandalized, uh, schools where people are, are safe, everybody feels safe, uh, teachers going into schools. I mean, right now, as we speak, there are many teachers who do not feel safe when they go yes. into public schools. Mm-hmm. Now, the other other uh, point that would come up, um, teachers would actually say this as well, is that some of the students carry weapons to school. There's gangsterism in some schools. Um, other times, it's just bad behavior from students or the opposite, where teachers can be placed in a similar situation as well. How do we go about curbing something like that? Um, you know, because that's just the ills of society rearing its head. Definitely. Uh you know, the learners are members of uh, communities mm-hmm. before they become learners. So most of the behavior that they bring into schools come from communities. So unless there is a well-planned and integrated approach to address these issues that find themselves in communities, issues such as drugs, uh, you know, such as uh, you know, uh, gangsterism. If, if if government cannot address them, they will always find a way to creep into schools. I mean, if you look at boys who are part of gangs, these gangs are in communities, and somehow they find a way to fight for the turf. Some of them fighting for space to sell dacha in the school premises, and and therefore. We are not saying that there should be police visibility in every school because uh, police presence might also tamper with uh, the ability to learn in a free and quiet environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, want, we don't want learners to be scared of uh, people who are holding guns uh, within uh, or, or, or outside of school premises. But from time to time, we really need uh, police to just come in and where there is reasonable uh, suspicion to do searches, uh, even without a warrant, uh, you know, that is allowed by law if there's reasonable suspicion. So it should not just happen once. It should happen regularly, especially those areas that are, can say, red areas where there's a need. We really need uh, police to come in from time to time. But uh, all in all, as long as we have got this crime that is there in communities, you know, it will always find a way to get into our schools. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time. I hope, um, you know, we're seeing new leadership in the ANC. Let's hope they tighten up their ship and we see more positive change come out in our societies as well, including our schools particularly, because um, after all, this is where our future leaders are being taught. Um, and, you know, they are going to carry the baton forward. So let's hope that we that your voice is heard amongst the many others and that good can come from that as well. Thank you so much for your time. All the best for the festive season. Thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.